special, so bright and full of merry glee. Where Edison's optimism's hung like tinsel, sparkling on the Christmas tree. I'm dreaming of a Christmas special where Helen swooning warms the heart and Sinclair's glooming chills the In our rumnogs on this festive night, I'm dreaming of a Christmas special where we don't fight until we scream. Good luck. We'll watch three holiday movies and love everything about them. Doubtful. Oh, <laughs> what a yuletide dream. Been singing in a while. Listeners, welcome to Talk Movie to Me's seventh annual Christmas special. Woo! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, hope you got a drink in your hand. I'm <laughs> Helen. we're drinking. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. And we are so happy that you're here with us today for this very special episode. We love these episodes. They mm-hmm. are something that we always look forward to. And you know, we like to get a little merry. What are you knocking back there, your cup of cheer uh, tonight, Sinclair? Well, I'm actually channeling the Big Lebowski, and I'm drinking mm. a White Russian. Really? Oh. Yeah, I didn't have any eggnog, so I couldn't mm-hmm. actually make a rum nog, and I wanted something kind of creamy uh, mm-hmm. and sweet. So mm-hmm. White Russian it is. Love that. How about yeah. you, Helen? I've got just your classic rum nog here, spiced rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Eddie? I am drinking an artisan, authentic, freshly pressed 
Winter Cider from Bulwark Ciders here in Nova Scotia. Is it good? It's extremely good, actually. Yeah, it's really nice. Does it have, like, clovey notes to it? Yes. Nice. Is it artisan or artisan? (laughs) Listen, I've also had a bottle of wine and two beers. I've never heard anyone say artisan. (laughs) It's artisan tonight. It's like microwave microwave. (laughs) Well... Yes, but it's only Mikrowave henceforth. All right, so <laughs> tonight we are going to be featuring, as per usual, three holiday films to set the mood. And first up, we are taking a nostalgic trip down memory lane to explore a timeless classic that is synonymous with the holiday season, and that is White Christmas from 1954. This film is directed by Michael Curtis, who is the Oscar-winning director of Casablanca. And this festive extravaganza is more than just a movie. It is a celebration of joy, love, camaraderie, and the true spirit of Christmas. Set against a backdrop of snow-covered landscapes and extravagant musical numbers, White Christmas tells the story of two army buddies, that's Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, who become a successful song and dance duo after World War II. They team up with a singing and dancing sister act, and that's Rosemary Clooney and Vera Ellen, to save their former commanding generals failing in. This Christmas classic is a tale of romance, camaraderie, and the magic that happens when friends come together during the most wonderful time of the year. All right, so what do you both think this film has to say about Christmas? Not much. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> oh my god. Well, 100% no, I don't agree, mean, Helen. <laughs> I don't mean that in like a catty way, but just it's not actually that Christmassy of a movie. I I would say that it says that it should snow on Christmas. I think is is <laughs> one one of the um, prominent messages of White Christmas is that the Christmas should be white. But, but oh, wow. none of us want snow. Okay, I have to drive this holiday season. Like, I don't need a white Christmas. Wow, I, I don't Sinclair. want icy roads. No. Uh, well, then stay inside and have more rum nogs because we do want a white Christmas. Are you mad? I want, yeah, a, white I want a white Christmas after I've done my traveling. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so here's what I will say. At one point, one of you sent a message, a text to our group, and you were like, there's no Christmas here. Oh, that no, was no me. there is. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I actually think that this film, I mean, there's a reason why it's a, a Christmas classic, and it's not just the song White Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think it really speaks to the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. When you when you think about what Christmas is about, other than, okay, it can be about all kinds of things. Obviously, it's a religious holiday, about Jesus Christ. It's about, you know, commercialism and stuff, and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Really but selling it, Edison. Yeah, but it's... <laughs> This film is about the Christmas spirit, like helping others, mm-hmm. tradition and nostalgia. This film incorporates all kinds of traditional Christmas elements, including the song White Christmas, obviously. It evokes the sense of nostalgia. Helping others is about the Christmas spirit. On Sunday, I told you both this already, mm-hmm. but what I, I arrived home and my grandmother, she has dementia and she is largely immobile and so she's at home most of the time she's not really able to go to her church and like a dozen of the elderly people from her church came to the house in their little christmas hats and Mm -hmm. like for 30 minutes sang christmas carols Mm -hmm. to her Mm -hmm. it was like have a holly jolly christmas Mm -hmm. it wasn't you know churchy necessarily 
but it was the spirit of Christmas, helping others and having mm-hmm. concern for people. And that's what the story is. The whole plot revolves around their efforts to help their their former general. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, a lot of themes about the war in this, too. And this song, White Christmas, was a big hit amongst the troops mm-hmm. because... It brought them together and it actually made them, even though it's a sad, it's kind of a sad song. It's kind of a reflective melancholy song. It made the troops think of home and wanting to be home. Mm -hmm. And I guess that they would always request this song to hear. And you see that in the film with Bing Crosby singing this song to the troops. I think that the best Mm -hmm. songs... The best Christmas songs, you know, I had this conversation the other day with a different friend. Like, the best Christmas songs are sad. Mm-hmm. My favorite song, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Baby, Home, please Darling come Love. Home, yeah. Like, it's sad. Like, even last Christmas, my least favorite Christmas song yeah. of all is still kind of sad and it's been hugely popular. Like, I think there's some part of sort of like longing or nostalgia or melancholy around the holidays. For a mm-hmm. lot of people, people connect to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I was to answer that question more seriously of what does this have to say about Christmas, it is that sense of camaraderie and like all coming together and being there for one another. And I think, you know, of the three movies that we have on this this Christmas special, I think that this one does have the most sincere, heartfelt message of like when we all come together to lift each other up that is more important than any gift, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I will say I did tear up when the general came out at the end and mm-hmm. his... Uh, Me too. Ugly crying. And it's yeah. like so... not. I'm not remotely like military connected. No, you know, but that's it didn't not feel thing. that way. It felt, it, it felt just like support and like mm-hmm. when everyone comes together to support yeah. someone when they're down. There's a lot of uh, respect for people that fought in the war mm-hmm. in, in this film, for sure. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll bring up is that we did this movie because one year we did Holiday Inn for the mm-hmm. Christmas special, which is my favorite Christmas movie. And the song White Christmas originates from that movie. Bing Crosby sings the song in Holiday Inn. It uh, won an Oscar for Best Song. And it was such a hit that they decided to make a whole movie surrounding the song White Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I have to say I Holiday Inn is still I think superior mm-hmm. because I think it has a stronger story. It has a, a real love triangle with actual mm-hmm. tension. And for me really White Christmas is about Bing Crosby's voice and the costume design. I think that the story in this is a little bit dull and it doesn't fully work for me for for where it goes but ultimately this film is such a spectacle that that's what makes it enjoyable to watch it's kind of a feast for the eyes mm-hmm. oh my god the costume design is out of this world yeah so is that what made you marry about this film sinclair I would say yes. The costume design, definitely. There's a moment when Rosemary Clooney comes out in the most beautiful green velvet dress that oh, I just... Oh, it's so beautiful. It just was... My mouth was agape. Just yes. so beautiful. 
Yeah, Edith Head was the costume designer for this. And Miss Edith has been nominated for an astonishing 28 Oscars and has won 12 of them. 12. Incredible. She was the costume designer for a few films you may or may not have heard of, like Roman Holiday, All About Eve, The Sting, Sabrina. Oh, also To Catch a Thief, Funny Face, The Ten Commandments. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And uh, Bing Crosby's voice is another thing that made me quite merry. It's just like butter. I just, I love listening to his voice. He's, and he's my favorite part of Holiday Inn too. I just think he's wonderful. I'm just, I just love watching Bing Bing Crosby and listening to him sing. And even just his face, like I'm from a very small town in rural Nova Scotia, a steel town. There's a blue collar town where everybody works in the steel plant. And he just looks like all the men of Mm -hmm. that age in my town. Like Mm -hmm. he does not look like a movie star. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm at all but he does have this voice and this charisma that's very charismatic yeah Yeah. Yeah. what made you marry helen honestly the song and dance numbers yeah Mm -hmm. i thought that they were so fun and so incredibly choreographed and i think that that's something that i mean there is a a, a number called choreography (laughs) (laughs) but the dancing was actually It was really wonderful to watch. And I feel like in a lot of, you know, modern movie musicals, the the dancing isn't always showcased Mm -hmm. and highlighted Mm -hmm. in the way that it was here. And I know that Vera Ellen was very much a dancer and and very much not really a singer. And Mm -hmm. so they really highlighted her as a dancer, whereas Rosemary Clooney could sing really well, but she couldn't really dance. And Mm -hmm. so I think, you know, I read something that, I think Rosemary's voice was actually used a little bit in Vera Ellen's singing mm. for some of the, mm. the scenes. And then there was just a actually quite a bit of comedy in this movie. Like, I thought it was really funny. I loved yeah. the dynamic between Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby. I thought they were really funny together. I liked watching them play off of each other. Even their little, like, drag moment was mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. fun. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was mocking, really, in no, any way. No, it was no. it was heartfelt and just kind of fun. But yeah, those production numbers were insane. And the production in general, like the, the sets, mm-hmm. the set decoration as well was by Sam Comer and Grace Gregory, both who have had extremely successful careers. But Sam especially, another legend in Hollywood, like we've got big hitters here. He is a 22-time <laughs> Oscar nominee. And a four-time Oscar winner for his sets, including other epic films like Vertigo, Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh, also To Catch a Thief and Funny Face, and your fave Sinclair, Sunset Boulevard. So oh, yeah. doesn't really get much more iconic than the creative team who is behind, you know, how this film looks, mm-hmm. um, which is absolutely what made me marry. Like, it is a feast for the eyes. Gorgeous. So extravagant. I loved it. And that is also kind of the spirit of Christmas, extravagance. <laughs> Did you also yeah. notice, too, that the beginning, it's like filmed in Vista Vision? I saw so, that. It was the very first film in Vista yeah. to, in, oh. to be filmed. So yeah, that, I right. noticed that right away, like when it came up yeah. right away, I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. Vista Vision, usually it's like CinemaScope. But... Yeah, basically, it was the first film filmed in VistaVision, and that was, like, Paramount's new projection that created, like, really sharp images and, like, a richer color. And at the time, films were competing with television, Mm -hmm. and so they needed to really, like, widen the look of film and Mm. make it sharper and, and more stunning and really have that distinguishable quality between television and film. 
I love that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Ah, Sinclair, always bringing the knowledge, even when we're <laughs> drunk on Christmas. <laughs> I have I have another, one other thing I want to say that made me marry. I have grown up hearing my Auntie Luann, listener of the podcast, <laughs> sing the sister's song. Yeah. Because she has two sisters, my Auntie mm. Colette and my mother. And she would sing, sisters, never were they such adoring sisters. Yes. And I never knew what that was from. And now I know. Yeah. Don't be and the it, man that comes between the sisters. Yeah, right. Yeah. All the songs were good. Even song. like, when I'm worried and I can't sleep, I count mm. my blessings mm-hmm. instead of sheep. Mm-hmm. What a good what a good motto. It is. Yeah. And was there anything that made us grinchy about this film? Not I love, really. I feel like you're looking at me. <laughs> as soon as you <laughs> well, say Grinch, your only, eyes just dart over to me. You're the only Grinch in this crew. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Okay, one thing that did make me feel Grinchy, <laughs> other than go. the kind of boring plot, but the character of Phil is clearly gay. Like, he's oh, clearly yeah. gay. And he can't just mm. be a gay character. Mm. You know? That's interesting. There has to be all huh. these, like, kind of, like, hidden things like, oh, you know, he, oh, he's, like, matchmaker. You know, mm. he just, he doesn't really want to marry Vera Ellen. And he's like, I just need you, Bing Crosby, to go find a girl so I can skedaddle for 45 minutes. And mm. like, what's he doing in 45 minutes? Like, you know, mm. kind of like I can sneak out and like do what I want. And it just felt like he was a gay character and they just couldn't mm. let it be gay. I mean, that choreography number is right. Like right. so mm-hmm. camp. That's so mm-hmm. gay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, totally. Uh White Christmas. You two had nothing Grinchy? I don't no, not really. Really? You neither of you had nothing Grinchy. You can't you think White Christmas is a perfect film? Okay, I don't well, think but- it's a perfect film, but there wasn't anything that I was like, I have a problem with this. Not really. Y'all are soft. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but okay. The only thing really that like made me grinchy about this film was like my own gr- the the Green Monster of Envy because I would of mm. course love to own this beautiful little inn and those big productions. I like know, these. I know. Um, I need another drink. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. Now it's time to head to the North Pole to meet Buddy played by funny man Will Ferrell. Buddy is a stowaway baby who, via Santa's present bag, made his way to the famous toy shop where he grew up believing he was an elf. When the truth is revealed that Buddy is, in fact, human, his merry world is thrown into an existential crisis. With the encouragement of Santa and his merry little friends, he makes his way to the Big Apple in search of his father, who is unfortunately on Santa's naughty list. (laughs) There, Buddy learns that the real world isn't as joyous and giving as his holiday home. It's selfish, work is hard, and there are more than a few Scrooges in his path. Will Buddy show his father the true meaning of Christmas? Will he survive the cynicism of the big city? Our next film is Elf, from 2003, Directed by John Favreau. Okay, so what's everybody drinking <laughs> for Elf? <laughs> what are we drinking I'm, now? I'm on my second rum nog. I'm sticking with rum tonight. Okay, okay. 
I'm having another cider, but after I, this is my last one, and so then I will we'll see what's next. What about you, Sinclair? Well, I'm drinking an Aperol Spritz. Ooh, yum! Oh. One of my favorite cocktails. Yeah, that's kind summer of elfish. December. Yeah, it's it's and you know, sprightly, you know. It's sprightly, exactly. Hmm. Uh, okay, so when I I started watching Elf, and I was just getting all these like. You know, we we jokingly call it elf elf exploitation. Elf exploitation. <laughs> yeah, because I was getting all these flashbacks, and I'm like, "Have we done elf before for a Christmas special?" But then I realized that it was Rudolph the claymation mm-hmm. movie that we did, mm-hmm. where they were exploiting the elves. But mm-hmm. I was kind of getting that from the beginning of this movie i also realized that i haven't seen elf i don't i don't think which I've is seen shocking elf. that is That's shocking. crazy sinclair in my head i thought i had seen elf because i'm like yeah zoe deschanel will ferrell of course i've seen it and then watching this i was like ringing zero bells That's uh, wild but i did uh laugh because you know they're it's all funny <laughs> it's, well it's funny but they're they're all working in you know santa's workshop and He's like, yay, we finished. And they're like, yay. And then Santa's like, and now we can start working on (laughs) next year's present. And in my head, I was like, boo. And and I thought the elves were going to be like, aw. But instead, they're like, yay. And I thought, wow, that is like capitalist slave morality at its finest. (laughs) I I just was like, these elves are working for free. For sure. Oh, Sinclair. Yeah, I just Only couldn't deal. Like, deal with it. Like, who's going to be that happy to be making toys for free? Like, no. Magical elves. Elves, Sinclair. <laughs> Fucking elves. I, That's I, who. I just, I can't get behind it. But anyway, uh, yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> they're elves. Sinclair thinks there should be a union for elves. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, like they're going to be like, yay, let's start work again. No. They're elves. That's, I mean, even elves need a life. day off, Santa. Like, well, maybe fuck. they maybe they have summers off. Maybe. It didn't sound like it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What did this film have to say about Christmas? That that singing spreads Christmas cheer. Yeah, and I think it's true because this weekend Justin and I sang Christmas songs for a little Christmas block party and it did spread cheer. Yes, it does. And it spread cheer in my own heart singing oh, those songs. That's what's most important, Helen. Yeah, my my happiness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, singing no, about Christmas cheer, okay. Yeah. 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 I think that there <laughs> I think that this film speaks to childlike wonder. Mm-hmm. I think that Buddy and and Will Ferrell, frankly, like largely, embodies that. And he's he's like kind of the perfect actor for this because he's so good at that. But that childlike innocence and wonder is really at the heart of Christmas, right? Everything is exciting and and magical and and joyful and that's just how he sees the whole world mm-hmm. okay Sinclair? okay what did this so we teach have you about christmas singing about christmas and childhood wonderment okay well aside from capitalism slave morality uh i would say uh this movie and many christmas movies are about busy working dads being fucking assholes 
Yes. I mean, I don't think his dad was really that much of an... Let's be real. How many movies... Edison, how many Christmas movies are about the father working too hard, be workaholics, and they're fucking assholes? Let's count them right now. All all of them. Literally all of them. Family man. Except yeah. for, except for Miracle on 34th Street, the mom is the one that's working The hard. mom's being the fucking workaholic asshole. That's okay, well, rights. you know what? Moms need to work. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the Santa Claus, is it? Is he yeah. not like a he workaholic is. dad? Okay, Santa Claus. Family yeah, Man yeah. Santa Claus. We have our next movie, which we won't reveal yet, but that's also a dad that's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing that this film has to say about Christmas. That's a trope that is used to talk about the importance of family and belonging. That's this film. It's it's important, the sense of family, his journey to reconnect with his father. It's highlighting that idea that Christmas is about coming together with yeah. loved ones. Uh, yeah. So true being a Christmas, don't be an asshole dad. Uh, and second. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm going to put a little positive spin on things. This movie is about finding your place in the world and your purpose. Aww. And big or small, you can make a difference. Yeah. What do you think oh, about Sinclair. that? Sinclair. Yeah. Why don't you drink your that little, down Your little Grinch heart. It just got a bit bigger. It just right. grew three sizes. Yeah. yeah. Even Buddy Still, found it's his Now place, it's about the know? size of a shriveled apricot. But you're on your way. <laughs> But no, it's true. Like in the beginning, they say like everyone has their own special talents and they're just placating him at that point. But, but then, then he when finds he, it. But then he finds it. Yeah. Does he though? What is it? Spreading Christmas cheer. <laughs> I don't know. Humans on Earth. It's Christmas. Like Will Ferrell saves Christmas and he does a dance to whoop there it is. Like that's a <laughs> and what And what more do you need? Um, I have okay. to say though, this movie is such a delight. Like, what made you marry about it, Helen? I think that Will Ferrell's so perfect as Buddy. Yeah. Because he's so genuine. Like, there's no there's no malice behind this at all. It's not sarcastic. It's not... Like, he truly is just, like, a child mm-hmm. in an adult elf body. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree, Helen, so much. Yeah. Like, Will Ferrell... It, he actually I mean, reminded thing. me of you, to be honest. Oh, oh. In like in the uh, lovely you. way where like you just see the silver lining and everything and you're so positive and optimistic you do look and that's for the how silver lining. Yeah. That's how Buddy is and I was like watching the whole time I was like, "Oh, Buddy's like Edison. Like oh, you're not a child, but <laughs> but you're, you do positive. try to cuddle. Like you do try to cuddle." <laughs> for sure. That's true. I think like what worked for me about this is exactly Will Ferrell too, like in general, the comedy of this. It's, mm-hmm. it's yes, the story is this very kind of predictable fish out of water scenario we've seen. But it's that's a common narrative because it works. It does. And, and I feel like the fish out of the water, depending on the character, is, is generally always kind of different. Yes, you know. exactly. And this film had a real like slapstick quality that of comedy that he's so good at. And that also works with the fish out of water in this context of his story. And like you say, he's just kind of good. And mm-hmm. he it's so sincere that you just, I don't really know who else could play this. There's a lot of other comedians, but like everybody else has maybe an edge or there yeah. would be some type of like subversion element yeah. or just whatever, but he's just so. He's just pure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. His inner child is like so close to the surface mm-hmm. that it works. I feel like mm-hmm. Andy Samberg could have also been yeah maybe yeah yeah he'd be hot elf yeah he he is so hot oh my god (laughs) 
I read a cool little tidbit about Elf that I guess Will Ferrell, John Favreau, and a camera operator for a lot of the scenes that are just in the streets of New York, it was actually just three people, those three running around the streets, like asking people if they could pay them cash to like do a little scene. So like when he's getting his shoes shined, those weren't extras. It was just like them going through New York being like, hey, can we give you however much money to shine Will Ferrell's shoes and you'll sign a release? That's so cool. I know. And it does. I think something too that really works for this movie is that there are those genuine feelings of new york city which is one of my favorite things about a lot of christmas movies from my childhood that is sort of how i became familiar with new york and i like idolized new york city in my mind new york screams christmas we've seen it yeah it's so true but new york does feel really genuine in this movie and that's you know part of why it does i think okay i'll tell you what made me merry okay what was it sinclair i liked grumpy james can Oh, yeah. okay. There you he go. He was good. <laughs> I really like seeing him. He's always such a pleasure. Yeah. And I also love mm-hmm. that. I thought it was so funny that he's trying to cut costs by removing pages of children's books. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, like they're they not going to notice. And I was like, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, was a businessman. Like, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Love yeah. him. <laughs> All right. He worked for me, too, because he's also able to play it's, it. That character is just kind of, you know, he's he's workaholic businessman. New York dad but then he also does have a bit of warmth mm-hmm. just a bit that you mm-hmm. can tell is under the surface and it works for sure but nothing saccharine about it nothing that At feels all. forced no. yeah okay well is there anything grinchy on that list there Sinclair yeah <laughs> um, grinchy for me honestly Zoe Deschanel is a blonde mm-hmm. didn't love it didn't yeah. love it she's definitely like a dark haired kind of gal to me right Ooh. yeah I, the blonde hair didn't work for me <laughs> do you want to know why her hair was blonde yeah i do yes. sure because she had just filmed a movie where she needed to have blonde hair it never ended up being released but when she auditioned her hair was blonde and then she was gonna go back to brunette but then they were like well no we liked you as a blonde we want you to be blonde for this movie oh so wow. yeah that's why it did well, give her kind of like an old hollywood you know. look Old Hollywood, and it also, it does brighten her a little bit because I think her as a brunette with her dry humor, I think could almost be maybe too sarcastic for the movie. I don't know. Well, no such thing, but. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She does have a gorgeous voice, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that she sang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did too. I did too. If you if you two can't think of something grinchy, I swear I'm done. I'm not even gonna do the next movie. Like come on, I can't. You can be critical on Christmas, like please. As a Christmas gift to me, just please say something that you didn't like. Okay, as okay, a okay. gift to me, it's Christmas. Okay. Um, two. I have two things actually. Oh, good. Okay, Helen, you start. One is that at the beginning of the movie, when they say like an there's the narration and they're like the elves like purpose in life is, and I really hoped they would have said to be a dentist. As a mm. nod to the Rudolph claymation. And I think that there's, there are nods to that. Because even at the end of the movie, there is the shot of like the claymation looking snowman. Yes, and then totally. you know, yeah. there's like the monster that comes out of the water. Yeah. Um, I the think narwhal. there 100% is nods to that movie. And that's why. Oh, I for was, sure. I that's just, why I was getting I just that energy. I thought it would have been funny. Yeah. yeah. If they said that and they didn't. So, mm, Grinchy. Mm-hmm. And then. Zoe Deschanel and Will Ferrell do a little duet to Baby It's Cold Outside and that movie we don't like that song anymore. Oh yeah, Sorry, that's that song. That's, yeah, it's we don't awful. like that it's song. So that song. that I didn't like. 
Hey, is that good, Sinclair? Are you happy? No, that's good. That's some good Christmas critical thinking. I like it. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that there... Okay, so there was a shirt that um, <laughs> the father was wearing, that James Conn was wearing. His tie was really wide. Uh, oh, my, <laughs> come on, Edison. There needs to be something. There was some short... There was some short shaming. There was short shaming there. That there was but, short yeah, shaming. There was some short. Was shaming. there? Uh, yeah. yeah, the scene yeah. with the the author Mitch whatever, and then Peter uh, Dinklage. Buddy comes Edison. in. He's like an elf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that that scene. Yeah, but I just love Peter Dinklage, and he attacked Elf, and it was fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, nothing for me. Sorry. Okay. Well, Loved it. I know you're well, gonna have cringy things to say yeah. about this next movie. So yeah. <laughs> I need another drink. Fill up your cups, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to the brim. No human being has ever set, set foot in Santa's workshop. Uh, that is until about 30 years ago. And as you may have guessed, that's where our story begins. And now we head to 1996 to watch the quintessential average everyman, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> try and bring home a Turbo Man doll for his son to open on Christmas morning. But yeah. good old Arnie, whose name in this movie is Howard. <laughs> <laughs> of course, left it to the last minute. And the Turbo Man doll is sold out everywhere. What ensues is truly one of the most grating movies I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle All the Way, directed by Brian Levant and co-starring Sinbad as Myron, Howard's <laughs> mailman nemesis. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, Edison, what what do you think this movie says about Christmas? <laughs> um, oh, first okay. of all, I'm sorry. First of all, what are we drinking for movie Yeah, what three? are we drinking for this? Okay, so I was going to pour a rum nog, but I realized, okay, I've had a bottle of wine, two beers, and a cider. So I <laughs> Edison, think a whole that, bottle of wine? Yeah, but it was a, it was a rosé. It was, it oh, was okay. light. Uh, so I thought maybe like the egg nog element. Might have, so I'm just drinking straight rum. Oh my god, same. Yeah. With like a splash of eggnog. Just a splash. Oh, twinsies. Twinsies. What about you, Sinclair? Well, what do you I, got going I topped up my Aperol spritz with more sparkling wine, so now it's more sparkling wine with a hint of Aperol. Of Aperol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I need to get this off my chest, and Helen, you touched on okay. this in the intro. This is before, you know, before we get into the uh, freaking spirit of Christmas, mm. meaning of Christmas, whatever. My major problem with this movie and I think well, I, you're getting right into what made you grinchy already. I, I I need to get this off my chest. It's, it's not fine. even my Grinch, it's not even my Grinch could... moment. My Grinch moment oh, is dear. even more. Is that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is actually not believable as a human being of who exists not. in everyday society. That's the biggest problem with this film. Who like that, sells mattresses or something? No, yeah, like, it's not believable so. at all. It's not believable that Phil Hartman would attempt to fuck this man's I wife. Know. There is no way unless he had a death wish. This man is <laughs> yeah, an like actual seriously. fucking mountain Terminator. of a man. 
He is huge. No one's going to fuck with this guy. No. Also, when he has to go get the gift and that he hears the Turbo Man is sold out and Phil Hartman comes over and he's like, I got a Turbo Man under my tree right now. I was like, film over. That's the answer. You're a fucking tank, Howard. Literally just pick this man up by the scruff of his neck, move him aside, go over, bust a window, get the present. No one's going to fuck with you, dude. Well, but, like, but, but the reindeer did. The reindeer was the only one that was like, fuck <laughs> this guy. To go up against him. Animal instincts kick, kicked in. But like, mm-hmm. in, answer solved. Like, don't even go to the mall. Just go take this guy's gift. Like, fuck this guy. He's an ass. But his kid isn't Sinclair. No, the spirit fuck of the Christmas. Kid. He, you're going to. No, 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 no. He's going to grow up to, to be, be like his father. Abs- yeah, yeah. So you can write him off from the age of eight. It's fine. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, okay. he stands no chance, honestly. <laughs> he's essentially Northwest. Like, it just doesn't. Oh my God. No chance, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so well. So this is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Edison, what did this have to say about Christmas, in your opinion? I mean, this film is a satirical take on the commercialization and consumerism associated with Christmas. Is it satirical it's an attempt at being <laughs> a satirical attempt at satire. uh this movie is ex- attempted to explore the theme of of like pressure and competition mm-hmm. amongst parents to secure the hottest and most sought after toys during the holiday season we remember this during tickle me Elmo. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. furbies i mean mm-hmm. for the people who are more my age maybe do you remember 13 dead end drive sinclair the gate the board game Yes. yes, that was a big game. That was a big mm-hmm. thing at Christmas that year. Okay. It had like pop-ups and stuff, right? Yeah, it had pop-ups. Yeah, it would cool. fall down and yeah. It was my first tricks. like gift that I can remember that was like this. And then, yeah, Edwin Jeans and lock-ups. Although lock-ups I think were only a Nova Scotia thing. But you don't know what lock-ups no. are, do you? No. Ikea lock-ups. No. What's they that? were jeans that had mm-hmm. that didn't have a button. They had like a, a padlock. That was what? attached to to a chain <laughs> that went to like actual pants. Yeah. <laughs> and you I, wore I them. Lock-ups. Oh, when I was pictures? a grade four, they were the hottest trend in the entire province so wait, of Nova Scotia. Every did you have to have them. use a key. Yeah, did they have a key or oh, a, yes. co- a code? Like a like a. No, it's a key. It was so it was a chastity belt. <laughs> like it was a, so. it was an actual chastity belt, is what you're saying. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, Ikea lockups. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, you, Anderson apparently wore a chastity belt when he was young, and wow. okay, that's fine. Um, anyway, so this film is kind of exploring the the lanes to which people are going to go to fulfill the like societal expectations to meet their children's wishes, mm-hmm. and it's a commentary on that. It is deep and profound. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, what? what it, I but <laughs> in the movie's fairness, this is a real thing, so it's real, and it's based. That's what the director and writers base this on. Um, right. So mm-hmm. you know that's fair in the film's defense. I just think that what this movie says about Christmas is you just need to do your shopping early. I hundred percent really, like- agree, <laughs> Helen. That was actually like- my note in this film. Yeah. Is that 
first of all, he's clearly like a higher up in the company that he works for, considering the fact that he works all the time. Once again, dad's a mattress emporium. Ma- yeah. It's like, get your assistant to do it. Like mm. there, there were so many ways that he could have acquired this toy from the very yeah. beginning. Like, and also to the, his wife, like, why would you trust him to put this in his <laughs> hands? Like your husband clearly can't do one task. You know, why wait yeah. to Christmas Eve to check on if he's done it or not? Like, you got to check, like, two weeks prior and be like, did you do that? Probably not. Absolutely. Rita Wilson's really phoning it in in this movie, Oh, I have to say. she phones it it's, in. It's just a paycheck. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. She phones it's it in, bad. and I'm going to save a comment until my Grinch part about Rita Wilson. Okay. Okay. In this movie. Well, one thing that did make me marry about this film... <laughs> Is the scene when Rita Wilson, she plays Arnold's wife, Liz, throws the drink at that schmarmy, creepy, awful neighbor, Ted. That was a merry moment. Yeah. The merry moment for me was when this movie was over. (laughs) That was happy for me. (laughs) I kid you not, there was a point when I was watching this where I muted it. And I just scrolled on my phone and I waited for a scene to be over because I could not listen to it any longer. <laughs> I just I just muted it. I was like, I'm missing nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Literally nothing. That was probably a, a, a moment of real poignant reflection. Absolutely the, not. The part of one of the characters. <laughs> you missed the entire meaning. No. Okay, well, I do need to Christmas. say that this has been an ongoing joke with us was how bad Jingle All the yeah. Way is. And I yeah. do need to shout out my dear friend, Oliver, who mm. I told we were doing this movie for our Christmas episode. And his response was, that's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> and I said, wow, and then so he something. said, I'm going to listen to the podcast. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to dear oliver there are fans of this movie out there and i can okay. see why it would be a really great movie for a kid a seven-year-old yeah absolutely like honestly if you were like seven or eight years old maybe and you watched this it probably would be really fun yes and it's I'm really designed sure. for kids in the sense that there's yes. these kind of zany shots. There's these odd close-up shots. There's no nuance in this film either. At like all. it's very much everything is what it is. Lines are being said. The kid is a hero said, climbing up the mountain. Yes. Yeah. It's about a fucking toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. a toy that kids would want for sure. Like they would want a Turbo Man toy. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well. I am quite certain I saw this movie in theaters with my father, and I hated it then. Okay? <laughs> so. And you would have been six. Yeah. So, listen. Okay, well, you can not, take not that up with kids. Oliver. Yeah, so one thing that did make me marry about this film was Phil Hartman. Yeah. And Edison, you were just like, oh, the asshole neighbor, which I agree, but every line he said I loved. Oh God! I, loved I just it. wanted to s- just like. Oh, I'm sorry no. when he said this, and I quote: <laughs> "When he said, I've been watching a family of deer down by Lake Minnetonka, <laughs> I lost it. I was like, that's the best line in the film. Not since Purple Rain have I heard anyone successfully say a line with Lake Minnetonka in it, and Phil Hartman oh does God. it in this movie. And the, I'm sorry, the best scenes in this movie are with Phil Hartman." 
because he brings out even the best lines in Arnold. Like Arnold going put the cookie down is the like the best <laughs> second best moment after Minnetonka in this film, in my opinion. Put that cookie down now. Okay, so what made us grinchy about the movie? The whole thing. I hated this movie. I hated Honestly, the experience of watching it. Same. Like I watched it. I was the first of us to watch it. Yeah. Some one of us suggested That's it. That's not I true. Don't I saw it when I was six. I just told you. <laughs> and so I watched this, and I was trying to really hold back because I did not want you all to not watch it. Mm. I was not going to be the only one to watch this in vain. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have a hot take here, and I'm going to say this is my favorite out of the three we've done of in course. this special. Stop and it, it's Sinclair. not to be contrarian, but this yes, one actually is. made me laugh the most. This made me laugh more than Elf, for sure. Maybe partly because it's bad in so many ways, but I've actually talked about this movie way more than the other ones. There's certain like memorable lines in this movie that I've been quoting. So this is like clearly <laughs> my favorite out of the three. Oh for my sure. God. You and are such a it also got me it. the most riled. Like in terms of texting about these movies, I texted about Jingle All the Way the most. It made me the most angry. It fired me up, which True. is more to say about White Christmas and the an elf. But, like, White Christmas is, like, lovely, and Elf is warm and lovely and funny. No, I'm this taking is... Jingle all the way, I think. That, you know, you can have it. That's fine. I don't want it. Wow. Okay, what? Okay, <laughs> Helen says Grinchy everything. Edison, what yeah. made you Grinchy? And you can't say everything. You have to pinpoint a moment. What made this Grinchy for me was that it, there's actually just, like, no heart at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. There's no heart. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, you can have all of these cliches, it's Christmas. Christmas Christmas is a giant Jesus fucking cliche. But I want heart. I want to actually care it has, somehow. It has no heart because Arnold Schwarzenegger is the lead. And I that's I not me being like, he, you know, but he just can't carry this kind of movie. But what about Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> to be honest, I've never seen it. Kindergarten so. Cop uh, is great. It's very, It's great. Well, I haven't seen Kindergarten Cops in about 30 years, so please don't hold that uh, hold me accountable for that statement. But same, I feel like maybe he was good to that. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think throughout this whole movie, you're saying, okay, well, Arnold has to be... Like, when he actually gets into the Turbo Man outfit and he has that jetpack, yeah. you're like, okay... I can finally accept this a little bit because he has mm. to be a superhero. He right. only exists in sci-fi yes. action. Mm. Like he's he just can't exist as a normal man. So once he gets in that turbo costume, yeah. you're like, okay. It all makes sense now. It yes. makes sense. Okay, so my biggest Grinch moment is actually this film trying to have this Christmas message of don't need the gift. It's about the giving. No, fuck that. The child actually, little Jake Lloyd, he gives, after all of this, guy, after all mm. of this movie, everything that's happened in this movie, he gives Sinbad the turbo We're trying man. to kill him. Not only did he try to kill him, Edison, he stalked, like, he stalked his father for an entire day. He yeah. was a menace to society. He chased little Jake Lloyd up he a scaffolding. Up a radio station. He blew up a radio station. He chased, <laughs> chases little Jake Lloyd 
up scaffolding. Jake Lloyd falls. He almost falls to his death. This mm-hmm. child. Does. His father needs to activate a wonky jetpack to save his son. The camera flashes to Rita Wilson. To Rita Wilson. Giving Thank you. the laziest performance <laughs> yes. watching her child plummet to his death. <laughs> she it's like she's looking at like she's at the grocery store and they're out of like the last carton of milk. She's like, oh last carton of milk and also <laughs> they're like kind of looking at an air show. Yeah. Just complete lazy like your child yeah. is falling to their death. So little Jake Lloyd <laughs> almost dies. And then he says at the end, You can have this turbo man. And I thought to myself, fuck that. What does what is that teaching children? That somebody can go around and act like a complete asshole. Yeah. And then be rewarded for Try it to kill at you. the end. Oh. And he's going to go home and look like dad of the year after that day of chaos. Yeah. I think it was, this is the spirit of Christmas. No, in this maybe case, I'm no, coming it's not okay. In this case, it's well, But what about Jesus? What about, maybe this film is a bit religious. And maybe it's about the, the like Christian narrative of forgiveness. How this ends is not okay <laughs> at all. None of this movie is okay, and it's truly just so irritating to have to intake this movie. It's so loud, and it's so annoying. This movie is so annoying. Put down the cookie. Put down the cookie. Well, guys, we got through a Christmas episode without fighting or crying. No fighting, because none of us had like a real emotional attachment to these movies. No. Not not like not like the family know. stone which not like the family stone let's not probably get should into mention it. it no no, no. <laughs> but this has been our seventh christmas special that means we've talked about 21 christmas movies can yeah. i just say that i actually went through a list of christmas movies mm-hmm. and it was really hard for me to pick out one that we hadn't done yet on the podcast yeah. i know I know. That's, that's how long yeah, we've been doing this podcast, where I was like, have we yeah. almost done every single Christmas movie that exists? Not Die Hard. We haven't done Die Yeah, Hard. true. Okay, well, Merry Christmas from all of us here at Talk Movie TV, all three of us. Um. <laughs> Very good, Helen. <laughs> I'm Helen. I'm missing Do I have to say all this stuff? I don't think so. I'm Helen. Okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.